So, Berto, did you see that Gillette toxic masculinity commercial? I did. I was shaving at the time. So what did you think of it, just briefly? Uh, in general, I was okay with it. Uh, there were two scenes that I thought were ridiculous. Uh, but I, I saw it after the controversy, so my mind wasn't clean when I saw it. Well, let's get into that and a lot of other things that patrons have asked us to talk about. What do you say? I love it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I make boomsticks. So what do you remember about the Gillette Toxic Masculinity commercial? Well, it starts off with uh, asking the question of is, you know, what is or is this the best a man can get, which is their a play on their on their famous motto, you know, Gillette, the best a man can get. Uh, but it, it sort of like distorts the music and immediately some rowdy boys or guys break through and then they start showing scenes of a combination like and they go back and forth between uh, uh, men looking at themselves kind of puzzling or like puzzling over their themselves on a mirror and then they'll show men behaving badly young men kids behaving badly men behaving badly doing things like you know bully behavior chasing some kid down all these kinds of things sexually harassing sexually harassing and then while this is happening the voiceover is talking about like you know in so many words like maybe men need to do better maybe we need to help each other know what is what is the right thing to do with the meta message being like uh, this is not the best a man can get. We can do much better. That's sort of the thing. Yeah. Uh, more detail uh, beyond what you're saying is it's basically kind of an art piece. Like it's not very explicit what they're exactly. There's only a few moments where it seems like I I was trying to, as I'm watching, I'm like, like there's just, you know, it's a bunch of little scenes as you're saying. And there's one scene in the middle where, they show like a line of like 30 guys at a barbecue. Right. And it, and they're like... Uh, they're all saying boys, boys, will be boys. Will be boys. And it's unclear what the message is there. You yeah. know, I mean, on one hand, it's like obvious they're saying, well, making an excuse like boys will be boys, like, like locker room talk. Well, this is some of the problem I have with it is that that scene in particular is an example of them talking down to their potential audience. Right. Because one... What's wrong with barbecuing? Right. So the implication is, you know, all these white dudes barbecuing and saying MAGA and, yeah, boys being rude is fine. Okay, but you're generalizing a hell of a lot. Right. You know, <laughs> barbecuing is totally independent now and they're associated. Actually, that's a good point. It's like, think about it. If your target customers love barbecuing potentially. Many, many, like barbecuing seems to be a traditional thing, 4th of July, and yet you're associating that with boys will be boys and then implying how bad that is. You're like, wait, are you saying barbecuing is bad? Right. <laughs> like, and I, I'm sure they weren't. I, I, again, it, because they went with the director, yeah. writer who devised this whole thing, it, it's a series of imagery. It's, right. it's not a clear narrative. Right. And it's almost like a music video in a sense. And... The imagery is like, you know, barbecuing masculinity and and uh, also imagery of like, uh, conf- con- you know, being a conformist yep. and being a robot, you know, and I think that's what they're going for. I don't I don't I can't imagine they were purposely putting down barbecuing, but it just kind of has that it, it sort of takes you out of it. It's like, wait, what are they saying? And then other times they show very explicitly 
you know, two guys. One guy is like uh, hooting and hollering after a girl that walks by. And another guy stops him. He's like, hey, dude, come on. He's just so like, actually, I totally have a problem with that scene because he wasn't hooting and hollering. She walks up. First of all, they make a point of making her look a little like bothered by something. I mean, like she might be having a bad day or something. But but if you're standing on the side, there's no way you necessarily caught that little subtle detail. But she's very attractive and wearing very attractive clothing. So when she walks by, this guy is visibly attracted to her and starts walking to go approach her. He doesn't say shit. The other guy walks out and like, not cool, dude, not cool. And I'm like, what's not cool? So it, let's pretend, pause for a second. Pretend he found her attractive. Pretend he thinks, oh, maybe I should go talk to her, introduce myself. How should he do it? Should he not walk after her? Well, so it's a less it's a less of a slam dunk of a example. But if I was with you, yeah, and you saw her walk by, yeah, and I saw you start to make a move to go talk to her. It's the middle of the day. It's on yeah? a sidewalk. I'd be like, dude, come on. Dude, come on what? Like uh, what what is the come on part? This this isn't the venue. She probably won't appreciate you doing this. So you can only meet people at specific no, venues. I, th- there's no rules. Come on. I would just be uncomfortable because I'd be like the ch- chances of her even being neutral with you approaching her on the sidewalk is pretty low. It's extremely low. She's going to be receptive to you. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say that the gal walking by uh, is more normal looking, like uh, a six on the beauty scale and wearing long pants and a shirt. I know what you're getting at, but it doesn't prove the point. If you're extremely... Would you stop me from uh, trying to approach her? Um, her? I would... Honestly, I would be less likely. because Because... The very attractive woman, the way they were depicting her in the commercial, uh-huh. uh, if I saw her walking down the street, I would go, she's already probably been harassed five times already today. Well, like, harassed maybe, yes. The, the way she's already probably been approached five times today. So, the, Look, so chances but- are like another person walking up to her, given what – because I've heard so many stories from women, sure. att- attractive women – who, when they walk down the street, it's just like this barrage. You know, they just hey, know. Uh, hold on. But we can't have things both ways. Like, I hear women have just as much of a strong sex drive as guys. And it's by, it's not biological necessary. The guys are the ones that have to be insecure. The guy in the commercial that's trying to walk after her is a very good-looking guy himself. How do we know she wouldn't want to be approached by that guy and she, meet him? She might. There's, there's, in fact, how do we know she it, didn't walk by him? Because she, she sees might. him standing out there. You know what? How can we make such assumptions about this? Situation. She might. She might really be into sex. She might really like. The to black dude be, might be jealous as shit because he knows he's seen her walk by and make eyes at the it, guy. It's a matter of probability, is the thing. the 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 probability of that woman, the way they depicted it in the commercial. When I bet you anything, if you showed a group of fifty women that clip and a group of fifty men, yeah, the group of fifty women would be much more likely to say, "I'm glad that guy stopped him." Whereas the men would be like, what's the big deal? Because women, when you go through life as an attractive woman, particularly, uh, particularly if you have a curvy figure and you're an attractive woman, even if you try to kind of hide it, it can't be completely hidden. You know what I mean? You got to survive in the world. And they will, when you actually listen to them talk about what life is like for them, they will talk about how it's just a constant fucking annoyance of people catcalling and, uh, you know, 
lewd comments about their body. Right, but but let's not go there, right? Like, let's say that's where we're at. But he didn't do that, of course. And when you have true empathy of and know other people's experience, and you see an attractive woman look going down the street, you're like. Not only has she probably been harassed five times already today, but she's been harassed 20 times this week. And even if she would like me, this is not the time or place. So this is where the insults and MGTOW end up creating themselves out of this mess. Because because, because they can't empathize with other human beings. They're not listening. But no one's listening and empathizing with them. And I'm you listening have. to them. I'm listening but to them. Because he, this guy isn't even one of them. He's a great looking guy. Look, if but, he wants a date... There are places where there are women looking to be hit on. Hold on. So like women are a, just like objects? A, what? Oh, so every woman is, is interchangeable? So he sees this woman and is specifically attracted to her, but he needs to just let her go and never meet her again, potentially, okay. because he can go to some other random place and meet some other random woman who is interchangeable like a peg. So <laughs> answer this question. Uh, let's say she hasn't ever been sexually harassed in her life. Sure. Okay, let's just invent that weird okay. world. She's walking down the street. It looked like it was noon. It looks like he, she's walking by a 7-Eleven. Yeah. She already has a a kind of bothered look on her face. She does. I, I mean, we see that first person because she's walking. Okay. But I, I and, was and saying. Uh, so yeah. I want a percentage. Yeah. He walks up to her. And says something like, hey, you know, how you, you know, maybe he's nice. He's like, hey, yeah. how you doing? My name's John. What's your name? What's the chance that is going to be, that's going to lead to a date with her? Give me a percentage chance. If you believe that guys give are me a way more into like uh, making the first move and into sex, then it's low. Give if me a number. Believe, okay. Uh, in his case, he's definitely good looking. I'd go 20%. Oh, I wouldn't say 20. Well, I would say I would say less than 1%. Listen, I know someone in my life who used to do that, and it worked for him. Uh, uh, sometimes. It worked a lot. <laughs> we would be at the mall, and some attractive woman would walk by. He'd walk right up, introduce himself. Pretty soon, next I know, he was on a date with her. So You're probably over. I know these people. You're... I, I'm pretty sure I even know who you're talking about. And um, you and know, I would sit there going, there's no way that's going to, oh, it worked. Well, certainly it can, quote unquote, work. I'm right? saying if you're good looking and you say the right things and you're not insulting, it might work. But a 20% is not high odds, right? That means that like okay, you know, well, four okay. out of five so, times he's well, getting shot let's down. Let's have that because I want to, to okay. 10%, even okay. though I think Fine. that's high. Let's go 10%. What's the percentage she's really not going to appreciate it? That she's going to, she's after the exchange, she's going to be like, God damn it. Why can't people just leave me alone? I'm just trying to walk to work. What's the percentage of that happening? Um, probably high because in reality, women don't actually want as much approaches as, because they have fewer eggs. I mean, like I could, I could do this all day. I don't care, don't care about the reason. Give me the percentage that she's not going to appreciate it. In that scene, because she already looked bothered, probably pretty high. Like percentage. Okay, 80%. So you have, you have a 10% chance of it working, which I think is extremely high. You have an 80% chance of it actually bothering her. So in that instance, you're looking at the odds and you're like, you are likely to hurt her feelings, make her feel um, like a piece of shit or like an object 
or at the very least just annoy her. And and you're going to stop someone because you're going to hey, you know, it's it's a, it for, forget about this whole topic because you know, apparently in the incel MGTOW community there's all these weird propaganda things. Let's just take a completely separate thing. You um uh god, see if I can come up with something. You have a hot dog in your pocket that you have, you know, saved from lunch. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. And you're at the ballpark and you're watching, you know, the Mariners game. And you, there's a, there's a, there's a someone nearby who looks like they might be hungry. And, you know, I'm about to say, hey, would you like this hot dog, right. <laughs> you know, from my pocket? Right. And your friend's like, um, hey, dude, like, I don't, I don't think that's going to go over so well. Right. It's a hot dog from your pocket. Now, right. chances are. They're not going to want your hot dog from your pocket, sure. <laughs> but maybe they, they will. Might. Right, right. But you're not going to offer that hot dog in your pocket because chances are they're not going to want it. Well, now let's tweak your example. Let's let's say that genetically, uh, as as animals that we've evolved, there is a drive that all of us have to offer the hot dog in our pocket Great. to people. Then, right? then go to the places where there's a higher probability where someone will appreciate the hot dog in your and, pocket. And, and this is where I'm saying that, ironically, this dehumanizes the specific person into just a no, random number generator. That, that is a weird narrative, my no, friend. No, 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 because it's like we that, either believe that, 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 that people are uniquely interesting or no, they're, they're interchangeable. No, it's a, <laughs> that's a very weird Well, like, like imagine the movie scene where a, an attractive girl walks by and the protagonist sees her and he's about to make a move, but he's like, well, I can't just approach someone on the street. Let me find another actress on the street that I'll make this movie with. What that a, doesn't happen. What a great argument. You're talking about a fictional story about two actors. But why do they depict it that way when, when it's like Let me give you – let let's, let's take it to a whole other level. Uh, attractive guy sees a attractive woman walk into her house mm-hmm. – and her door is left ajar by accident. Yeah, okay. He <laughs> says, I want to go talk to her. You know, I'll give it a 1% chance that she'll respond well to me if I walk into her apartment and say, hey, honey, how you doing? Yeah, but there's no Ni- social... 99% chance. Oh, but there is a social. No, there's no... There so- is a social among women, just not for some men. There, you talk to a group of women, there is a social rule don't approach me in places where it's not likely I'm going to want to talk to like, you. They will talk. There is a social. Men just don't pay attention to like it. Like daytime in a non-deserted yes. street. Yes. Yes. Okay. You talk to attractive women, they'll be like, look, everywhere I go, can't I just go to the 7-Eleven? Can't I walk by the 7-Eleven? Do men have to talk to me every fucking place I go? They will talk that way, and if they know that, they know that experience. Okay, but it's, so, but this is what's unfair because they also don't publish where they're gonna be later, where they can be talked to, right? And, and every man deserves that information. Well, if we're gonna hold a man to the level of, of accountability, like listen, I know. Look, every woman who wants to get down is on Tinder or some other website. Okay, there are millions upon millions of women who are asking to be hit on well what if you're not the kind of person that wants to go on tinder to like just randomly look go at to people? a club okay but you 
you don't. Like you work and you're tired at night, and you don't meet so that you many have people. To annoy women but, on the street. No, but this is where this is what is weird. It's like I think we want it's it both not ways. Weird. It's it, I don't want it any way. I want it to be fair to people and to understand their experience. So how do the guys? meet women tinder do you know how many available websites there are but what if you don't want to meet the kind of person that goes on tinder the kind of person who goes on tinder right everyone's on tinder no that's a that's 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 not true everyone is on tinder well first of all it's obviously not true number one number two even every sort of person is on tinder uh do you know people on tinder no, but uh, you, like, you know people on Tinder. I know that, but I don't know that because they don't want to talk about it because it's like sort of taboo. You're like an old person right now. Well, sure. But what if I am an old person and I want to find someone? You go on Tinder. But what if I don't know that? Uh, what if I see it? What, not only that, what if I that think doesn't that, give you the right to annoy people just because no, you're ignorant of how people but, meet people. But why is doesn't it? give you the right to annoy women on the street. That's okay. what you're telling me. Uh, if I don't know it then that gives me the right to annoy women on the street, even though I it, know it's likely to annoy them. Why is it default annoying for an arguably equally attractive It's not default. It's probability. It's not default. It's probability. The likelihood, as you even laid out, she's not going to appreciate this. But this is, why would I want to do that? Now, when you come from a privileged class like men, and you come from toxic masculinity, getting back to the Gillette commercial, then you're just like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm a man. I des- I get to do this. this I don't, is I don't same, need to worry about it. No, people. this is the same argument used to like, you could say the same thing about a bar. You could say like, man, attractive women hate actually sometimes being at the bar because they get approached all the time. Like, well, then you can't approach them at the bar either. Okay. Well, you can't approach them at work because that could be sexual harassment. You certainly cannot approach them like... I, I mean, like, no, you, so, follow them or so, like, that's no, crazy, right? Those are totally different scenarios. When, when you're at a bar, for example, it's, it's more in the direction of one probability, especially certain kinds of bars, right? Two, there, you know, you talked about a story a month ago after the podcast, you went to a bar and you struck up a conversation with a random woman. Yep. You weren't hitting on her as far as I knew, but you, you know, you struck up a conversation. So at a bar, for example, there, there's a, there's sort of a, an implied probability that some, you know, random people are going to talk to you maybe and listen. Sure. And so as you approach someone at a bar, you're not just like, boom, in and out. You're just like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Or how are the M's or, you know, there's a way sort of to ease into the conversation. You're a woman walking down the street. You're obviously going somewhere. You're you're going from A to B. You know, if you're just standing outside of Seven Loving, staring at the at the sunset, then that's a different kind of. No, stare. why? She she would probably get bothered too, right? Well, I was just enjoying the sun, Matt. Do you mind? But again, probability. I'm just saying probability and understanding women's experience. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying uh, let in that empathy. Let in that that knowledge, that experience that people have and let it guide you. And the fact that men don't understand it is, makes sense to me. They don't experience it. And if they did, they would understand it. 
but they don't experience, so they don't understand. So they have to listen. They have to have empathy. They have to, they have to let in the data. The other let side it is- wash over the personality, let it into the soul, and let that guide you. I'm not saying you don't go up to a woman on the street, but you consider it. You're like, well. But why doesn't the other side listen? Because we're only listening to one side. What other side is? Well, what about that guy's side? I'm what, why do we not listen? What, are we listening to him? What are his needs that need to be communicated? Well, as you just pointed out, no girl walks up to him randomly in the street trying to meet him. Some do, rarely. Well, they, they're bothering him, clearly. But they're not, because that rarely happens. Rarely happens. So, already we know, guys don't get approached randomly, constantly, to the point where they're annoyed all the time. True. So, they don't get approached, therefore they have to approach. Right? In... High, higher probability environment. But that's already a frustration. That's a thing we need to listen to. Yeah. And, and, and the ads, if you think of the night at the Roxbury, all the little funny videos you see out there, it's always some drunk asshole approaching a girl at the bar and she's with her friends and it's funny because, oh, these drunks. It's never like, the joke isn't, look, I'm walking down the street and it, look at this it, asshole talking to me. You're creating a straw man uh, false dichotomy. No, I'm saying you were, you were offering the bars like a safer place. I'm saying the, the, the actual notion I have about bars is that there's this thing about how like annoying guys approach girls at bars. Like, I'm just with my friends. I'm just trying to hang out. Why do I need to be bothered all the time? I'm just trying to have a drink. And so there is body language. There is indications, shall we say. But if, if a woman came to me and said, um, when I walk to work every day, people harass me and it hurts my feelings. Yeah. I would be like, I'm sorry that's happening to you. That's 100% wrong. I wish people understood your experience better so they wouldn't do it. Because I, I think if they understood your experience better, they wouldn't do it. Totally agree. Um, if she said, I go to uh, you know particular meat markety dance clubs or meat markety bars uh, every Friday and Saturday night, and you know these men keep coming up to me and talking to me and hitting on me, and it, it's ruining my life, I'd be like, well, stop going to those places. Isn't that victim shaming? No. Shouldn't she be allowed to go to those places? There are certain cultural pockets where it's it's more likely now if they're walking up and grabbing her then that's that's crossing the line but if they're just walking up to her and asking her to dance or well, but saying couldn't i hi, say couldn't i say well she shouldn't have been wearing such hot clothing then that way she doesn't attract as much attention uh, isn't that uh, victim shaming how, how did we get there because we're saying that like the woman that goes to the bar we're already saying hey you're going to the bar you should expect to be hit on more and i agree actually but i think the narrative is usually no, the, the the person that's getting the, not, the if you okay if you listen to women yeah which I have a feeling like you're you're not asking enough women this question or something there's not a lot of women that would say I went to a meat market dance club and I'm being constantly sexually harassed all the time like they're not I thought that is a problem it's a minor problem compared to when they're talking about you know. They just woke up. They haven't showered yet, and they're walking to Safeway to get, you know, uh, a bowl of soup or something. And three different men will say lewd comments to them on the way to the Safeway, on the way to the grocery store and back. They will say like, "That's ridiculous." What What do those men think I'm going to do? But, but, but look at it this way, because but, but, they, but they, what they won't say is, "I went to a bar and this guy hit on me." What what do they expect? You know, they won't say that. They'll just be like, um, uh, I guess this place is kind of a meat markety place, and I, I guess I didn't want to come here. You know what I mean? Like, 
they're rational human beings. They understand venue. You know what I mean? But, but so so okay. like if they're on Tinder, for example, and some guy says something like, "Hey, baby," they're not they're not running home saying, "Oh my God, someone hit on me on Tinder." Like people are rational human beings. They're walking to the store. They they have a rational expectation that. This is not the place or time to, to be hitting on someone sexually. Well, to be saying rude comments and lewd stuff, it's never the time. To be grabbing, it's never the time. But, like, look, I have never in my life done a cat call on the streets. Like, hey, baby, or like, oh, they're looking good. Bring those buns over. Like, never in my life. Never <laughs> yeah. even thought of doing it. I know. It's embarrassing to even think about doing such a thing. Yeah. But I have approached women on the street. Like, not necessarily in the middle of the day. Like, it was, like, at night in Vancouver. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that it's, again, as we always talk about, it's like, when I bring up nuance, you bring up black and white. I'm not saying it's wrong to approach women on the street. I'm just saying people need to consider the probability when they're making their choices. Sure, but there I'm the certain, one bringing the nuance. There are, there are some... No, you're not. We're saying, saying every scene in this commercial... People should be allowed to walk up to women on the street all the time. No, I'm... No, that's not what I'm saying. What are you I'm saying? I'm saying that the scene... I'm saying not every scene in this commercial made as much sense or was as a clear example about what they're trying to communicate. And, and I, I agree with that. And that scene to me was the le- one of the least because... because I don't agree that that's a black and white situation. Neither do I. But that's what what I'm saying. I don't think it's a black and white. Okay. So we agree. (laughs) But the argument is around when I said that I can see what the scene is getting at because an attractive woman in a bad mood walking down the street in the middle of the day briskly past a 7-Eleven, the probability of her being receptive and... Uh, to that and is very low and the probability of her being quite hurt and bothered by approaching her is actually quite high should factor into a man's decision making before taking a step toward her it's not that they shouldn't or should it's that they should be aware of women's experience in that and that should influence their decision okay and other men should probably point that out and go like dude it's probably not a good idea to do that right now uh, you obviously can. It's not against the rules, and you're not going to get arrested, and you're not going to be called a rapist for 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 doing that. It's just a, a small thing that will probably kind of annoy her, and I don't want to see another human being being annoyed in this world. That's 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 what I'm saying, and you took issue with that. Well, yeah, because like if the scene had been she's walking by and the guy's going, ooh, or something it's like, okay, of course, don't do that, or like you know, like, and by the way. This is also, oh man, this is a whole other rat's nest, but we've talked about this a little bit before. Well, let's take a break and get into All that right. rat's nest. <laughs> All right, we're back from the break, and we've only gotten about two sentences into my notes on this topic, and we have a lot more <laughs> way to go. Uh, what rat's nest were you going to open? Well, I was just going to say how you, we talked about this, I think, from your trip to Cuba or something. Like, uh, different cultures have uh, way different uh, sort of custom, a, a custom behavior for how to approach each other uh, on the streets and things like that. So, for example, in the coast of Colombia or the coastal regions of Colombia, uh, it is very common for guys to make very obvious 
overt intentions known that they like some a, a woman and that they're interested in them with you know comments like in english but in spanish you know like uh oh wow you look so great i really want to meet you and things like that and and that is probably a result of male dominance and all these things but it's very cultural that's like the norm so to like run an ad going you can't do that that's like a big change now in the u.s that's not the norm the norm is historically and by the way again i i, yeah. I take issue with your wording if i was to the message i got from that scene was not you can't do it it's you should think before doing it but but what's the not cool wait, wait. if i was that guy and the buddy's going like not cool i'm like wait wait what part is not cool? What do you think I was right. about to it, do? It, it was very poorly communicated. Yes. But if I was in a situation like that, I might and probably have done things like that where I'd be like, look, it's, it's probably not going to work out. You're yeah. probably going to bug her. I know it might, you might have an impulse right now, but you're going to embarrass me being associated with you if, you if you bother another human being on the street in, in that way in particular. You know what I mean? Um, you can do it. It's not against the rules. You know, I'll, I, you know, I'm not going to stop you. And maybe she'll love you. Maybe she'll be your wife one day. I don't know. Because, you, know. I, I, you know, like she, she could have been wearing a, a pendant, right? And it's like, and he, that pendant, like she's only got half of it. And he's like, I know where that's from. I don't know. Like I, I lost the story. But the point is, what? He, he could have had a really deep connection with her that he wanted to go up and tell her about. We don't know because yeah. the guy's like, not cool, bro. Right. I mean, but again, this is a impressionistic commercial. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not laying out like, this is what you do in this situation. They're saying like, it's just a, a it's like literally probably half a second of a scene, you know? And, I, I, and, I, I'm, and again, I'm not defending the goddamn commercial. This is a fucking marketing ploy. They did themselves, by, yeah. By a corporation. This isn't a public health message. If I was to devise a public health message, that would be different, right? This is a marketing uh, organization that is trying to sell products. They right. don't, fine. They don't ultimately care about this. Let, let, me, let me just end with this one then. They didn't do themselves any favors by including that scene in the way they included it. I, I apparently, yes, I agree. Um, so, uh, just to wrap this up here. So, on YouTube, the Gillette toxic masculinity commercial. Guess how many? Guess the ratio from dislikes to likes. I think it was like a million dislikes. Well, a ratio two, like two to one or something. Five to one. Five to one. As of now, anyway. Oh, my God. Five By time. the way, I liked it. I actually went ahead and liked it. Yeah. But why do you think there's so many dislikes to, to likes? Okay. So, first of all, not you were talking about me being black and white. Come on. Like, the average user out there, the average consumer out there is as black as, and white as we can get, right? So, so it's kind of... You, are a brand that is known as simply like this thing I used to like shave the masculine hairs on my face off of my face, right? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you're telling me like, oh, I'm not a good person. I'm a wrong person, right? It's not the message of the I know, commercial. but that's how you don't have that subtlety when you're an average consumer out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Well, wh- and, and another factor, I, I think you're right, absolutely. Another factor is that the, again, as I've talked about before... The YouTube 
sort of people who even like or dislikes a video right. is a very particular demographic. Yeah. It's dominated by men, one, yeah. young men. And take it from me as a person who gets a lot of comments right. on YouTube, there's a huge disproportionate amount of toxic masculinity men on YouTube. Right. Uh, with YouTube accounts, you know, who they they allow themselves to be logged into it, you know, and then they like things. Anyway, so... Um, not surprising, kind of surprising, but not surprising. And that same community, there, there's maybe a, a large, in fact, I read through a lot of the comments. There were so many, of course, I only read through some small percentage. But uh, what's interesting is a lot of them definitely seem related to the same communities that are sort of um, incel or MTAO, that kind of thing. Or men's rights. Right. But there was also some reporting out there, and I wouldn't be surprised that there were also some trolls, meaning uh, like r- Russian trolls. Because oh, yeah. uh, th- th- my understanding is the way that modus operandi for these operations nowadays is that they use any chance they get to sow division. Right. And this is one of those things. Uh, Pierce Morgan commented, said, let's be clear. Gillette now wants every man to take one of their razors and cut off his testicles. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think about that? Pierce Morgan is a... F- Fucking clown. Yeah. Like Pierce Morgan, I used to, this is so sad. Because of the freaking Apprentice show, I used to look up to certain people like Donald Trump and Pierce Morgan because when they appeared on those shows, I was like, hey man, these guys seem kind of neat, like good businessmen, smart, blah, blah. I didn't realize just like the, the toxicness, right? Well, Pierce Morgan over the years has proved to me that like his mind is full of a lot of toxicity. Fox News uh, posted an article. I'll just read some quotes here. It's time to stand up and stop this pathological frenzy to marginalize boys and men. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, again, so look. Pathological I, frenzy to <laughs> marginalize boys and men. No, uh, it's, it's, it's an extreme propagandist reaction. So I was just hard, like with all my passion defending how I think one, at least one of the scenes in there is going too far, doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, in reality, I didn't care that much. And I certainly didn't care that much about the overall commercial, meaning I didn't feel personally attacked, right? Like, like I actually didn't feel like they're saying I'm bad. They, the, the main message was, hey, guys, why don't we all help each other be better men? Right. And I feel that's a perfectly fine message. Yeah. And I feel that some of the examples were great examples. Some weren't so great. The extreme reaction of like, oh my God, I'm cutting my testicles. Like, yeah. that's just ridiculous. It, it's a similar propaganda that when the war on Christmas thing, right? You have a organization that says, look, you're a public courthouse that taxpayers pay for, yeah. separation of church and state. You can't have the 10 goddamn commandments in the courthouse. Right. That's a religious thing. In the same way, you couldn't have the Quran in the courthouse or you couldn't have a Jewish symbol in the, in the courthouse. You can't have the 10 commandments. Right. And, or you can't have a Christmas tree in the Senate. And, you know, unless I guess we're going to recognize all religions is, are we ready to do that? Let's just keep separation church and state. And then Fox news will say war on Christmas. Right. Like there's a group of people trying to eliminate Christmas from the culture as if that's possible. Right. So this is a similar thing. It's like, you know, the message is what you said. Hey, guys, stop sexually harassing women. Let's try to police each other. Let's all try not to do it. Well, Let's, it wasn't just 
to be clear, it wasn't just about sexual harassment of women. In fact, most of the ad was about bullying behavior. Yeah. And a lot of it was men. Right. Don't bully. Don't bully other boys. Yeah. Uh, Don't. um, uh, What were the other messages in there? Oh, don't act like a douchebag, I guess, was another kind of message. Like the messaging around having muscles. Like that was actually one of the things that I didn't like about. There were very few moments in the commercial where I was like, okay, that was a good message. Um, like like the time when they're doing the bully thing, it was kind of unclear because the dad runs over and it looks like the two boys could, oh, no. be, could be wrestling. That's not the one I was. I was talking about when the kid's getting chased by the other boys. Right. So right. that one was clear. It's like right. clear as day. Right. You have you have one kid who's clearly being bullied by another right. group of kids and then another and this this other guy walks up and says, uh, you know, hey, stop. And right. then great example. Right. So so stuff like that. But the, the, the two kids wrestling on the ground. I was like. What? I did well, that all the time. But it looked like they were trying to communicate, again, badly, that one of the boys was really dominating one oh, of the other I boys. See. But again, if you just watch it real passively, it looks like the message of the commercial is don't let boys wrestle. Yeah. And and don't <laughs> let men do barbecue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was right, like, right, right. what? Oh, that was the other thing was that the, the, the oh, boys will be boys, right? So on the one hand, I think it is great that we question that saying. By the way, Ben Shapiro was uh, like crit- criticizing that part and almost sounding like boys will be boys. What name so? Like what is that? That's not a thing. Like everyone knows that for eons there is this kind of whether the saying was literally boys will be boys or many variants of it. This feeling of like ah guys, what are you going to do, right? right. It, and the, I do the, believe the prime that, example is locker room talk. Absolutely. And I do believe that challenging that notion, I mean, I've learned a lot throughout my years that, okay, there were some notions about boys will be boys. Uh, I guess I, it was wrong and that's not right. I love that idea, right? Uh, however, then you conflate it with like, I'm barbecuing, there's a whole bunch of guys barbecuing going, boys will be boys. It's like, Wait, so we're right all again. Bad? I, I, the direction was such that it was, and the more we talk about it, the more I realize that it was such a poorly designed commercial because yeah. it's too impressionistic. So totally. that whatever narrative you walked into the commercial with, you were more reinforced with yep. it. You know, I come from a world of understanding that mas- there there are bad parts of masculinity, or another way of putting it is we associate. Uh, certain things with men that taken to an extreme can be really quite harmful yep. in a way that most people don't want to do and do inadvertently because they think they're being a man when they're actually just being a dick. Yeah. And and so so I walked into the commercial and I was like, oh, okay, I can see it. But if you don't walk into that, most people don't because they're not, you know, they haven't been exposed to it in all the ways that I have. Because I, I literally study this for a living to some extent. And, you know, they walk into the commercial and all and they see a lot of like attacks seemingly on things that see, are seemingly are, are not a problem. Getting to other Fox things, other uh, quotes here. Men are constantly barraged with criticism like men are the worst. And this has gotten old. The word masculinity is only preceded by the word toxic these days. With this, I kind of agree with actually when, you know, to say masculinity in our culture today kind of implies you're talking about toxic masculinity because we didn't really talk about masculinity as a positive <laughs> very often before we right. talked about toxic, toxic masculinity. And I think this actually is a problem and I think it is a marketing problem for this cause. 
I often talk about positive aspects of masculinity because not a lot of people are talking about that, you know, because this commercial doesn't really further this a little, you know, they don't say this, you know, what, what, now that I think about it, what would have been a great commercial is, um, you know, toxic masculinity, uh, good masculinity, you know, toxicly good, you know, saying we can be masculine and there are traditional masculine things that we right. can agree are actually good, like... Like barbecuing. <laughs> like barbecuing, you know. Or fixing the car. <laughs> right. Fixing the car is another one. It's masculine to fix the car. It is helpful to do that. Uh, are, we, are we assuming that women can't fix the car? No. We would okay. never do that because women, of course, can. But in our, we have cultural things. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with a couple, heterosexual couple, where the... The wife actually wants the husband to be traditionally masculine. Uh-huh. The husband wants the woman to be traditionally feminine. It's a game we play, and we like it. We grow up with it or something. You just want that to happen. There's nothing wrong with that. And the man mows the lawn, does the barbecue, fixes the car, uh, You know, goes up on the roof, uh, goes into the crawl space. Those are all masculine things. The woman cooks, uh, You know, cleans the bathroom, um, vacuums, uh, men's shirts with sewing, whatever, you know, traditional things on both sides. Um, there's nothing wrong with liking that, getting fulfillment out of that, liking that your partner is involved in that. The problem is, is when we don't have flexibility around that and we don't allow people to be like, you know, if a woman's like, you know what, I would like to mow the lawn. And then it's like, you can't be flexible on that because you're so challenged by that. Your self-esteem plummets so much by what if people see the wife, you know, blah, blah. That's when a problem. The other problem is, is when other aspects of masculinity get incorporated or exaggerated, like um, men walk up to people, women on the street. You know, you say you've never catcalled women on the street. Well, there's a, there's certain uh, toxic masculinity pockets, particularly, um, you know, the further you get away from our pocket where that absolutely is associated with masculinity. Men cat call women on the street. And if you don't, you're not a man, which means you could be gay, which means you could be thrown off a roof. Damn. And th- that's literal. Sure. And that's yeah. probably most of the world. We're the minority who doesn't actually think cat calling is acceptable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a generalization, of course, that there's absolutely a lot of problems with that. Anyway, other good things about masculinity, just chivalry, you know, Taking a bullet for someone, you know, when you hear about these school shootings and a coach takes a bullet for someone, you could say that's a, you know, good masculine thing. It's a horrible thing to have to do. Okay, you know what, though? I'm realizing, first of all, this wouldn't have worked because I can imagine the outrage. It's like, oh, so these are things only men can really do. It's masculine. Okay, so there's a third section. So this again, this is the problem with this kind of uh, product is that... In 60 seconds or 30 seconds, you have to encapsulate so many different ideas. This is, this is why my podcasts tend to be quite long, because when you talk about dicey topics like this, there are so many caveats. There are so many, like, reactions. You know, people will email in. They'll be like, you know, I guarantee we're going to get emails to this episode. And some of the guys who come from the world I think that you're exhibiting will say, so what? Men are never supposed to approach people on the, you know on the street, and no matter how many times I say it's okay to do that, it's just likely to bother them, and therefore you should consider that before doing that. They won't hear that, and so anyway, my point is is that 
it was sort of doomed from the beginning, this commercial. Other mask, good masculinity things, helping people. You know? you, you're driving down the street. You see someone's car broken down on the side of the freeway. You pull over. You help them. That's positive masculinity. Sportsmanship. There, I was just watching this YouTube video of this boy who was wrestling, you know, wrestling team. And he injured accidentally his opponent's arm, like totally yeah. tweaked the guy's arm. And then he, um, he was behind in points. So they were continuing the, the match. The uninjured guy could have easily just tooled, you know, schooled the guy and won the match. But he threw the match because he felt bad for having hurt this guy's arm. So he purposely lost the, the you yeah. know, essentially the match one because he felt bad too. He didn't want to like put the guy's arm in danger anymore. You know, that is sportsmanship. That's t- that's a that's a positive masculine thing to do. Now, of course, women can do that, but well, I feel like a lot of the things you're describing are just being good people. Well, but there are masculine versions of these. You know, like, yeah, but it's more like. Here's an example of men behaving badly and men behaving nicely. No, no. It, or goodly. <laughs> no. Uh, I, got, I guess I'm glad you're bringing this up. Masculinity is a construct, right? Right. Femininity is a construct. Men, well, okay. But this is what, this is what I think being, triggers. Being men is not a construct. Being a woman is not a construct. That's well, a gender identity you have or don't have. But masculinity, the associations of personality and behavior is a construct. Yeah, but but this is what triggers the uh, the quote unquote other side. We cannot, as we've agreed before, we cannot pretend that because it's because we don't have proof of how much is socially constructed versus genetic or both, or or it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's easily changed. Uh, right. right. So, so let's go with it. Well, no. So so what? So, so what let's I'm saying, enhance. Let's go with the good parts, like barbecuing well but if, what, what i'm trying if, to get at whatever is, you're trying to get at a, i think a false argument if, if 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 let's just say barbecuing is we're genetically dispositioned to like barbecuing as men which is silly but no, let's no, just no. say barbecuing is not the right or maybe it is but like i'm saying like look a ben shapiro or jordan peterson or many of these other guys would get on stage and say things like there are some things that are inherently male and they could list things like okay. like rough tumbling in the mud is inherently male. I, and I and would say could, it's possible. It's also right. possible that we just associate that with masculinity. And what I think they would complain about is if Gillette had made that commercial, they would have had an equal, maybe even greater backlash about like, what? So only men can do these things? Which is true. Like That's probably what would have happened. And so it's not true to say that they could have reasonably claimed yeah, yeah, yeah. There's what no, was positive masculinity. So to fully explain gender politics, social constructionism, biological dispositions, research on gender, research, <laughs> research on personality, as we've talked about, you know, sporadically through all these podcasts, and I'm not an expert on it, and, and yet I've, you know, probably talked about 1% of what I could talk about. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we're, we're starting at a deficit. I like the Gillette commercial because as we move down the road toward making a better society and optimizing people's behavior as best we can, which is literally what I would like to do with stuff like this, you know, causing less harm, more freedom, uh, better choices, more empathy. There are going to be mistakes, <laughs> you know, and the fact that we're relying on 
Gillette and other marketing organizations, like when Pepsi tried to make that commercial about uh, peace and like, you know, protesting. Remember that commercial? Yeah. Kendall Jenner or whatever. Um, We have a society where we're so dominated by corporations and marketing that these are the only people who are talking about it in the public arena. We, our politicians aren't doing a good enough job talking about it or we're not paying attention. Well, it's even worse, right? The lead top politician right now is an example of the worst of the worst. Right. So, (laughs) so the, the problem is when you look at the Gillette commercial is that it's such a rare moment for us as a society to even think about such a thing. That's a problem. And they, unfortunately, they didn't realize they had almost zero capital to spend on taking a risk because they maybe assumed that there was some loyalty from their customers, uh, or at least from this piece of their customers. That's not really necessarily there because it's just a freaking razor. And they, they used it all up in many, lighting many matches. The commercial I would have made would have focused on one piece because it's the thing that was in the news for a year, right? And it's, it's the sexual harassment in the workplace piece. And I say in the workplace broadly, but that, that one would, would have captured it. And here's how it would have gone. The ad opens. It's, it's sort of like a little, um, uh, like a Scorsese kind of look, but the ad opens. You see this definitely mask, traditional masculine guy waking up with a stubble and you see him shaving, right? And then he, he does some push-ups. Heads to work. He's dressed really nicely. And they're in a situation where this other guy at work starts vi- obviously sexually harassing a woman, like saying, and maybe even grabbing her something. And the guy just walks up to him, grabs him, like shoves him up against the wall and says like, you got to stop that. That is not cool. Yeah. And something like that. And at the end it says like, we can do better. Or something, you know, something along those like the best the man, the best. Can, something that makes it feel like, look, you want to be a great man. Be a man and make sure that your fellow men are doing better. And don't pick every topic under the sun that could loosely be categorized. No, pick one topic, do it. And you could still get hate, but probably not as much. And your defenders like me would, would not even like, we'd, I'd be like, man, that's a freaking great ad. Someone needs to hire me right now. You know that? Yeah, I of. like it. I, I like that. To reward you, I have a birthday present for you, bro. <gasps> what? It's your birthday. Is it a Gillette razor? It's a Gillette razor. No. Uh, oh my God! You you have to uh, go grab this and oh my goodness gracious and, me and open it. You are too kind. What the hell? Okay, so Berto is opening the package. I'm opening the package. It it looks like a framed. Should something. I cut the red line or the blue line? And oh, he's he, wow. he's now looking at it. This is beautiful. Okay, I'm gonna read. There is an inscription in this beautiful. So for those of you viewers at home, it is a dark wooden frame. Uh, around a sort of a see-through uh, surface that's got a beautiful... Is this a, a cherry blossom? No, it's, it's, it's a tree. It's a beautiful tree with two uh, birds, red birds, and there is an inscription. And it says, There are places I remember all my life, though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. All these places have their moments... With lovers and friends, I still can recall. Some are dead and some are living. In my life, I've loved them. Ah, oh, man. Oh. 
This is beautiful, dude. Yeah. What the heck? It's your birthday. Where, where did you get this? You deserve a... I made it. No, just you, joking. I didn't you make made, it. I was going to no. say... I'm not... Where I'm did not, you get this? I can't tell. Okay, I mean, this is It came beautiful. from the sky. It's so touching, man. Yeah. Thank you. I need, I need to give you a hug. Yeah. A toxic masculinity hug. Yeah. But seriously. Yeah. Wow. This is unbelievable. But when we hug, we got to have close fists. Close fists. To oh, make yeah. It, no, don't let the knuckles touch. To make it <laughs> really masculine. Wow. This is this is unbelievable. I know exactly where this is going because I have this little music space now downstairs. Oh, cool. And I have a little bag hanging that's got a little Beatles thing. And oh, oh by the way, uh, I'll use this chance to plug my new uh, YouTube channel. Oh. I have a Psycho Berto YouTube channel, except I fucked up and it doesn't have a zero in it. It's just Psycho Berto. Well, it's, it's probably better though. <laughs> it's probably better to like yeah. market it. It's that just way. Psycho Berto as you think it's, it's spelled. Yeah. And I have only have one video up, but I, I film it in the spot where this will be visible. So this will now be a feature in those videos. Let me take a picture of you. All right. All right. Wow, this is gorgeous. Okay, thank you so much. This is positive, both masculinity and friendship. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to just say one more thing about this whole thing. Before. Would you have approached me on the street if I was walking, looking a little pissed off, to hand me this? Um, yeah, and I'd say, nice butt. Um, oh, I want to read some more of what the Fox News people were saying, because I think that it's actually quite indicative of what a lot of people are saying. Um, men have been on a downward tra- trajectory for some time now. Fewer men go to college. More men commit suicide. More men live at home with their parents well into adulthood. This is all true. Uh, to, but again, why? What the, the toxic masculinity lovers would say is that men are oppressed, that Men, feminism is tearing down women. Society is tearing down women. War on Christmas, you know, this kind of thing. Right. But actually, statistics show and theory uh, shows. I just love it that like Fox News doesn't ask like a social psychologist, like the answer to this question. It's like, well, we're going to write about these statistics. (laughs) What, What do scientists say about this? Well, what we find is that when you involve a, when you have a society that teaches men that they can't ask for help, that they uh, can't uh, have emotions because right. they're weak, that they need to be uh, super rich in order to have value in life, and most boys don't achieve any of those things, Right. then guess what? They're sad. They're depressed. They can't reach out for help. They drink a lot, and guess what? They kill themselves much more likely. They're much more likely to not go to college because – you know, they're stressed out and they're trying to work their ass off and this right. kind of thing. And they don't live as longer because stress and also not ask, not going to your physician leads to more likely of dying earlier. So you're making the point exactly what we're saying. Toxic masculinity is the cause of fewer men going to college, more men committing suicide and, you know, all these other bad things. Um, Fox News goes on to say, the most dangerous jobs are usually performed by men, and most of those killed and wounded defending our country in wars are men, yet they are told nonstop that they are terrible and the future isn't for them. Um, again, just weird propaganda. Uh, 
how are men said that the future isn't for them? Uh, you know, where is that message? Right. You know, by saying the future includes women somehow says the future doesn't involve men. Well, and again, this ad isn't just about men versus women. In fact, it's not at all about men versus women. Right. Uh, they also say here, Gillette implores men to be better because kids are watching. Yes, kids are watching men portrayed as bumbling idiots in so many ads and as violent misogynists in this one. Um, I kind of see the point in this one. Uh, you know, the way that we, like we've talked about this before, yep. so many sitcoms, The Simpsons, King of, the, or, um, King of Queens and other kinds of shows portray men as bumbling idiots. And uh, now the reason for this is because in our society, men are portrayed as better than women. And therefore, it's funny to see the reverse. That's why it's funny Yeah, is men are portrayed as so much better than women in all other arenas of life. And including most media, actually. Right. That it's actually funny to see that not to go in the reverse right. direction because because the, you know I've brought up this point before, but it's not true for all media. Meaning, most major Hollywood blockbusters and TV series have a male protagonist who's a badass, right? Yeah. yeah. So and then if you you know what are we showing our kids? Well, okay. And look, I love these things, but like Jack Bauer, look how it tortures that guy for the information. Or or even I think more stark is the Marvel and DC uh, hero sure. hero movies. Sure. Like, well, the the stories that are they're based on are are that way, and so therefore they're just perpetuating what started that way in the well, first place. But they could have chosen more inclusive. You know that. Well, the, the, no. The, <laughs> the the first like they could have started with with. Uh, Black Panther, but instead they started Come with on. they started with Iron Man. But of course, like well, actually, I would give you that Iron Man wasn't as well known, so I I could no, see the logic. The vast majority of people had no idea about any of them. I, I was one of them. I knew about Iron Man, kind of, but like no, I I I don't think anyone would have green. I mean, I see your point. I see your point, but like, of course, you got to go Hulk, Thor. Iron Man, like you got to do those. Okay, it's like it's like saying that DC shouldn't have started with Superman and Batman. They should have started with Wonder Woman. Right? DC could have started with Wonder Woman. Actually, that's a bad example because they could have because Wonder Woman actually happens to be about as big as as all of them combined. Right. And guess what? How many years did it take? I mean, sure. you could argue it all took right. them like forty uh, uh, years to do a, a quality movie about Wonder Woman as they were making. Many movies about Batman yes, and Superman. I will totally grant you that. I mean, they even did Green Lantern, for God's sake, yeah. before they did Wonder Woman. Yeah. And the executives would say, there's not a market for yeah. that. And no, boy, that's true, that's true. was there a market for yeah, it. totally. You know? Same with Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. you know, so when, that, you have all those, know, yeah. when you have all those depictions, there's clearly a future for men being portrayed in media and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So another... Oh, I, I, by the way, a critique of uh, the Wonder Woman angle is that unfortunately... And actually, I, lo I actually loved uh, 75% of that movie. And I think she's awesome. Gal Gadot, all these things and stuff like that. Gadot. Gadot. But man, so like the only powerful, successful woman... And I know this is the way it was written, but it's got to be an Amazonian who has no use for men and... Except that to get men slaves that they rape, essentially. <laughs> like, it's like, come on. Like, that is unfortunate. But still, I'll allow it. Yeah. 
watch The Mask You Live In. It's a documentary. It's amazing. It's a documentary about toxic masculinity. I mean, they don't, I don't think they say toxic masculinity. I just think they just sort of critique masculinity and it's, it's, it's a movie made by men interviewing men, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. The Mask You Live In, highly recommend. The Mask You Live In. I, um, uh, recommended it to a client, changed his life because he was struggling with Mm -hmm. these notions around, not being able to talk about your emotions, feeling weak. And I said, you know, you should just watch this documentary. And it completely put him on another trajectory. Because it, as I described the documentary, like, oh, it's probably a bunch of like dumb interviews of like, you know, experts saying this and that. No, they go straight to real people and show real examples. Like one of the, one of the main sort of interviewees is a ex-NFL player who is super masculine, you know, he played American football. Right. He, he's a big guy. He used to, he was a, a badass on the football field. You know, he's one of those guys who was, he would just cream people, you know, on the football field. And he talks extremely eloquently about how he was taught certain things about what it was to be a man and, and how now he realizes that these are all very destructive things. Right. Anyway, point is, is it, it it's it's very convincing, hmm. it's, particularly to men, I would imagine. Right. Um, so again, I just want to point out that this whole thing highlights to me what a terrible job my field and related fields are doing to educate the public on what toxic masculinity is. Right and what positive masculinity is, and where to move forward. I am 100% sure that if I got all of the people who hate this commercial and hate everything it stands for, I'm 100% sure that if you gave me an hour of a back and forth with them, I could get them 20% down the road. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying I'm better than other people. I'm just saying like, we are not allowing those who understand it and are good at communicating it. We're not putting those people forward. Sure. Right. There's no voice. There's no message. You, you say the word feminist to the American people today. They think of something very different than what is reality. And it's holding us back. And, we could be so much better, you know, as a society that what, you know, and that we rely on Gillette and Nike and Pepsi and Patagonia to do things like this, I find just to be a big problem. And we have no leadership. Now, I can't do anything. I don't have the money. I don't have the platform. Uh, Presumably our politicians are the ones who would be the people who would, who could step forward, you know? They're public servants. They could create, as you said, like a department of, you know, public well-being or yeah, something. Right. And, you know, we don't have that. And so um, that's what it highlights for me. Uh, do you want to wrap it up, Berto? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, it occurs to me that this is, I guess, my final thoughts on this. Uh, first of all, I think it was a misstep for them, even though they, of course, got a lot of publicity. Uh, I just think it... They they underestimated or they overestimated themselves in this case. They also just directorally, they crammed way too much subtle and high-level messaging into one little ad, and it just went 
terribly over the heads of a lot of people. Uh, me personally, I didn't really have a problem with it. I gave it a like so I would kind of try to stem the tide in my own little way. But I didn't love it, and I certainly had parts that I, I, I had problems with. Uh, more, more than that, I think that if I'm to empathize with what the average consumer out there might have been feeling is that in reality, there are very few Harvey Weinsteins in the world. And, and it might be that when a commercial like that comes out, it, it, it feels to a set of people, a large set of people or a significantly larger set of people that a finger is being pointed at them going like, yeah, you, you, you're just like Harvey Weinstein and we need you to stop it. And they're going, me? What the f- like, what did I do? Right. And even though they probably like, like me and others, like probably do have behaviors they should improve and can improve, but certainly nothing to the level of a Harvey Weinstein. Right. But it's sort of like guilt by association because like, remember all those bad things that happened? That's you right there. I'm looking at you. And even though that was not the intention of the commercial, yeah, it unfortunately got lost in the noise. Yeah. I've never understood that reaction. Um, from an early age, I've been exposed to these kinds of messaging, and I don't remember ever thinking, uh, like, "Wait a second, you know, what are you, what are you saying about me?" You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe well, because I did. usually the ads that you might be, th- or like we might be thinking, is like an anti-drug commercial, right? Well, no, I'm talking about early in my uh-huh. life being exposed to feminism. Oh, and, I see. And I I see. I um, the other scene yeah. that we that just popped in my head that I forgot was. There's the moment in the in the corporation meeting, yeah, and a woman's talking, and then this guy is standing up, puts his hand on her shoulder, and he says, "What she's trying what to she's say, actually, trying. what she's actually saying." I thought that was an effective depiction, yeah, uh, because although exaggerated, probably in terms of uh, like the, I mean, not you know, obviously yeah. that happens, but I think much more often it's it's a little bit more subtle. Um, yeah. just as, just as demoralizing right. and just as mansplainy, but, um, but anyway, I thought that was good because it was, it's accurate one and two, her reaction seemed really, uh, I don't know. It, I think it gave it a hair, a lot of empathy. Sure. You know, she didn't stand up and go like, Hey, you know, she, you just see this look on her face of like defeat. defeat it. Yeah. yeah just like, that. Oh my God, really? You know? And she didn't seem angry, you know. She just seemed like sad and hurt, you yeah. know, just like oh god, you know, powerless. Right. And I, you know, that was one little scene yeah. that I thought was fine. I, I I'd agree with. I don't know how well it was received by that same audience, but in my mind, that that was fine. Yeah. Like so, it, it, it was. It was unfortunately one of too many little different messages that were not all cohesive enough. Yeah, and I guess you know if it was to be even more effective there would be i don't know a couple examples of when women do bad things too or something you know it's like because because i because you could see men walking out it's like so women don't do anything wrong and they don't use gillette (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so it could have been better about like how can we be better actually it is a little bit of a problem in a way that they they box themselves in historically into a category because their slogan is the best a man can get, right? Well, <laughs> this could have been their chance to evolve this, right? Like the best a human can get or the person can get or the best we all can get or something like that, right? Yeah. But anyways, it's too bad. So at the beginning of this episode, I had planned to talk about 15 different items and the Gillette commercial was just supposed to take up like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was thinking. 
What what is he thinking? But we're going to have to put off the other 14 to next week. All right. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us. Check out Birdo's YouTube channel, Psycho Birdo. How often are you going to post? I'm going to try to do at least one a week while I get going. And if I get in a rhythm, what are you going to post? What? What are you going to post? What are the topics? Well, I, I don't even... What what sort of style? Oh, it's me talking to the camera. About news and stuff? No, 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 no. I My own personal things. Like, for example, uh, this show I think I mentioned to you, Sally Forever. Yeah. So I'm just talking about how I liked the the show. And so far, the I, in this video, I only really briefly talked about the first couple of episodes, but then I talked about my own life experience. It's like the same shit I talk about here, but just with whatever random thing I just saw. And I'll probably, I'm definitely like, I, I want to do a thing about uh, the toys that I have, like the little He-Man toys. And I want to do a thing about like uh, the Beatles. I want to show long my little- are the clips. This one be? was like 11 minutes. Okay. It's well, nowhere near as long form as what we do here. I, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, and there, yeah, and it's it's a lot more selfish. It's like all my my likes and dislikes. I'm thinking of doing a, uh, I might do a, a coming clean about the Return of the Jedi thing. Maybe we should do that one together, actually, because that one is a longer topic. And I recently rewatched it, and I have some heartbreaking realizations about it. So it's going to be a video. This these are all little videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we could do it tomorrow or something, the yeah. little video. Oh, but the return one? Yeah. Oh, like, that one doesn't have to be a video. It's just like one of the things I want to talk about is... Oh, you want to talk about it here? I, I was thinking of doing it, but then I'm realizing that's a longer conversation and you would be really useful for it. But I just like have... Use me, Berto. Yeah, I just have lots of little ideas about random shit. Yeah. So I just like, you know... I think it's a great it. idea. I mean, yeah. that's what YouTube's for. Yeah. Well, that does it for that episode. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself. Reduce toxic masculinity in the world because you deserve it.